the church. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I come before you, Lord, recognizing that you are supreme in authority. Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God. So let the church bear the greatest indictment because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature. All men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting, yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you, confess them, that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened, that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy, that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, of people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth, while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, we have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears, and through hypocrisy and double standards, 
our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over to the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust, and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, that through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross, and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. 
Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure, that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit and demons operating as the angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry. That her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in Jesus' name. That we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived. Let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth, preaching the word in and out of season and making no provision for the flesh while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth, and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you. That we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. That we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given 
pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day, and that nothing we have done is in vain, but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure unto the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life. We give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says, Obedience is better than sacrifice, and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might, that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. 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 Good evening and welcome to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sleepine with End Time Bible Study. And we're going to be doing tonight Reformation Thinking New Thoughts. Thinking New Thoughts. <clears throat> Thinking you know, New Thoughts. Yeah, you know, Satan is working hard to keep you from doing that. Oh, now. my. I mean, he's throwing everything at you that he can throw to keep them old evil from men. From left though. to right to front to back. Back, from up, down, <laughs> down, up. I mean, from every way he can throw. <clears throat> That's right. He is, but God's word is powerful. Get your Bibles. Get ready. We're going to be talking about Reformation, thinking new thoughts. We're going to start in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. Mm. Mm, mm, but <clears throat> Satan, Set them <clears throat> high above the earth. High, but Satan's job is to keep them pulled down here on this earth. That's right. We're so constantly surrounded by the things of earth that we can't think nothing else. The news, the newspaper, the, the news. TV, everything that surrounded you is obviously world moving. Yes. Everything you hear, the talk, is all about this world. Politics, gunfire, everything that you can think of is all just so much turmoil everywhere. That's right. Very little you hear about Jesus Christ. You're right about that. But everything you hear is about what the world is doing. War, 
and rumors of wars, more and more. I got a little story, and here we go again with our little stories. Okay. Well, this is about Isaac Watts. He wrote over 650 hymns, and many of his hymns are sung by thousands of Christians today. So one day, a parade was held in London in Watts' honor. People met on the streets to take a quick look at this famous man. So as Watts' carriage passed by a group of people, one lady was surprised to find that the writer of a pow of powerful hymns was just a short man bent with old age. So she shouted, What? You are Isaac Watts? Watts ordered the carriage to stop. So he stood as tall as he could, and he said, Madam, if I could hold creation in my hands, I would still be measured by my mind, because the mind is what a man is measured by. Amen. That's right. Amen. He was right about that. We are right. measured by our mind. Not by height. <clears throat> no matter how tall we are, how built we are, how good looking we are, or what nationality we are, we are measured by our mind. Amen. The Amen. mind is the measure of a man. That's right. And reformation is about our minds. Because reformation is the ongoing process in which a person changes his or her lifestyle in order to follow God's will after having accepted Christ as his, as his, as his Savior. That's right. So, if we have reformation in our thinking, we will have reformation in our actions. So, reformation takes place when the Holy Spirit brings our thoughts into unity with Christ's thoughts. When that happens, our reform actions will follow. Amen. And that is correct. We got to remember that. Regardless if you're six feet, seven <laughs> feet, four feet, five feet. It doesn't feet. matter. It doesn't matter. Because you are measured by your mind. Mind. So we're going to look in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. All right. Second Corinthians all right, second, okay, verse what? Chapter 3, Okay. 17 and 18. All right, 17, 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Yes. <clears throat> so that is true. Our thoughts will always control our behavior. The way we think, influences the way we act. act. That's right. That we conduct ourselves by, in the way we think. In the way we think. That's how we act. It is. That is correct. But the reverse also is true. Actions that we do again and again influence our thoughts too. Hmm. 
Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Mm. So you have to get a mmm on that one. That's right. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Yes. So the Christian is a new, cre a new creation. His or her old thoughts have been replaced by new yeah, ones. Because he has a new mind, new thinking, That's new right. way of walking we and have, talking. We have been walking in what dead thoughts actually for years and then all of a sudden we become awakening right. it's like awakening right. in your life in the, your mind the mind your heart. been waking up i mean new mind you wake up with a new mind new thoughts so and you truly do become right. a new creation you be a new creation so there you are new mind new thoughts new everything Amen. The so it's all about been, that mind. Right. The old had been put to sleep. And we oh. try to keep it asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so when a sailboat goes out to sea, the sails are set. The set sails give the boat its direction. So throughout the journey, the sails need to be reset so that the boat can continue to go in the right direction. That's right. But if the sails are neglected, the boat will go off course very quickly, just like we do. Well, you see, that, <laughs> that's what that new mind is. Mm -hmm. That new mind is the sails that's been set. And it needs to be reset. And they, when you get that new mind, they have been reset. Yes. When you get that but new mind. But there's time see, that old uh, mind want to come back in, so we have to go that's back. That's right, and get <laughs> reset. <laughs> That means to get reset, you have to fall on your knees and, and read, repent. And repent and well, also oh, the right. word. That's right. You uh, know, uh, like those cells, our thoughts have give direction to our spirit life, spiritual lives. When the apostle teacher and leader, Paul warns Christians to think about things that are in heaven. He is encouraging us to turn our thoughts towards heaven. This is because our minds are shaped by what we put into them, just like our actions. Our thoughts are influenced by what we think about all the time. Yes. It's almost like the, a computer. The computer only gives you what has been put in it, correct? That's right. You know, my my thoughts, I love those uh, fig noodles. Fig noodles. <laughs> he love figs. <laughs> my mind gets set on them, and I just, man. Eat and eat. And eat. See, that's what it is. When your mind gets set on It's like it's a them, craving. Yeah. So when your mind gets set on wrong type of foods, you just eat and <laughs> You ain't caring about the consequences <laughs> yeah. of what it's going to do. You just yeah. continue to eat. So if you don't keep focused on God, mm. 
The devil will feed you the wrong kind of food. Sure will. So you gotta stay focused on God so you can eat right. And when you eat right, you'll keep the right kind of mind. Exactly. Like you said, it's shaped by what we put in them. That's right. Our mind. So as we read about Jesus and his word, which is the Bible, we are changed. New thoughts take the place of old ones. Thus, by studying Jesus, we become more like him. It is a law for both wise and spiritual people that by beholding something, we become changed. You know, that is correct. As you be, continue to behold something, that's why they tell you to be careful as you're growing up as teenagers or who you're hanging around with. If you are a person of good behavior, you start hanging around people that are disrespectful, rebellious, you become like them. Yes. yes that is you true. Do. You pick up their bad habits. You pick up their bad habits. Their bad thoughts. Yes. The bad things they do. It the way they eat. The way they eat, the way they, they act, act, the way they talk. Everything. The way they dress the way, also. Oh, yes. Everything about them. Everything. Because he said the mind slowly but surely accepts the subjects that it thinks about. Yes, it does. The mind has absorbed so much that it becomes used to what it loves and respects. That's why we have mm. self-righteous Christians. Wow. That's why we have them. That's why we have them. That's why we have them. Because they have that, that type of mind. They don't have Christ's mind. They have those self-righteous Christian minds. And also he's saying man will never rise higher than his own standard of purity or goodness or truth. So if self is his greatest ideal, just like you're saying, you he will never reach anything more honorable. That's right. That's why we got those self-righteous Christians oh, wow. because he puts self in everything. Self is a beyond God. Self is self. And that's what he get a self-righteous Christian. So in other words, he will continue to seek lower and lower. That's right. When it's yeah, all about him. When it's all about him. That's why God must always be first in all things and everything. The that's grace why. of God alone has power to make man honorable. That's right. That's why God said, put no other gods before me. That means yourself as well. That's right. Don't put yourself on that throne. That's right. In other words, the Lord is saying, left to himself, man's path must always go downward. Right. And let God do what? Lift us up. Lift us up. So, you know, Reformation is all about looking up to Jesus it is about Jesus filling our mind. It is about Jesus influencing our thoughts. And it is about Jesus guiding our actions. So when we watch Jesus, he will lead us to higher standards than just following strict rules. We cannot really look to Jesus and remain the same. Now, amen to that. Amen to that. And when we think amen. Jesus' thoughts, we have only one desire, and that desire is to do His will. Amen. 
His will and only His will. Yes, because when you learn and read about Jesus, you learn to fall in love with Jesus. It's like the song said, falling in love with Jesus is a beautiful song. And anything you fall in love with, you want to be like Him. You want to be like Him, you're going to honor Him, you're going to be obedient, you want to do the will and of your Father that's, right. that's you in heaven. Be like it, act like it, talk like it, walk like it, sing like it. Amen. You want to be so much like it, you can't tell the difference. And that's what Christ wants us to be, just like him. That image, once he see that image in his people, he will be back to get us. He will come back to get us. Amen. So we're going to go to Philippians chapter 4. Verse 7 and 8. Philippians chapter 4. Okay, 4. 7 and 8. 7 and 8. And God's peace should be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is that peace which transcends all understanding should garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reference and is honorable and seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, Whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. That means fix your mind on them. Fix your Amen. mind up on Jesus. I'm telling Amen. you. Amen. He's worthy. I, I'm telling you. And watch He's out. worthy. Watch out for the enemy now. Because when you do these things right here, he's coming at you. Oh boy, he's coming at you. He's coming at you. He'll throw a fiery dart in that thought. Oh, he's going to throw a big one in that thought. Because he know one thing you looking at the master, you worshiping the master. He ain't going to like that. That's why you continue, no matter how dark you, whatever circumstances Mm. you're dealing with. You can always look to Jesus. Always look to Jesus. Always. You can always reach out and take his hand. Because he's always be there. That's right. You know, there are some parents who are worried that their children will visit unwanted internet sites. So, they have installed filters to block certain sites. Well, that is true. Other parents have done almost the same thing with television. The purpose of these electronic filters is to let some things in while keeping others out. Amen. In a similar way, God has provided a what? A spiritual filter for our minds. It has been carefully designed to let only those things into our minds that will build our spiritual experience with Jesus. Now, I like Christ's spiritual filter. Yes. I love it. Yes. Because he told us right there in Philippians 
chapter 4, verse 8. Whatever is worthy, whatever is true, whatever is of good excellence, whatever is pure and lovely, think on those things. That's a filter. That's a filter. I like that filter. And I try to do that every day. But you know, the devil always throws something in your mind. In your eyesight, in your hearing. Yes, he's going to throw a little sweetness in there, but it's better. (laughs) True. (laughs) Oh, as you say, it goes in your mouth so sweet, but when it hits the bottom, it's bitter. It's bitter. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to go to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans 12, 2. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Well, I tell you, this world is going now. I couldn't help but want to want to do this right now. Want to be be transformed by the renewing of my mind each and every day. I'll tell you. By the new ideals and new attitudes. So, here is one simple truth. It is not possible to develop deep, deep spiritual thoughts if we feed our minds on worldly things. Think about that. Yes, worldly things. It is not possible to develop a deep, deep spiritual thought if we feed our minds on worldly things. Our senses are the gateway to our minds. If our minds are filled with the exciting scenes of movies and TV, they will be molded by these worldly scenes rather than by the principles of God's Word. Amen. Amen. And And it's true. That's true. It's very true. You can remember a movie years ago that you've seen. You you can see the scene playing in your mind. Or you can remember the... The automobile years ago. <laughs> oh man, look how they improved the automobile. They, they are so short. You can remember the, the money you make per hour, what you can do with it. You can remember, oh man, that big fine house I saw there. And, the, and the, these things are things in the world, and many, many more that we get hung up on right. that Satan put before our eyes. Day in and day out. Day in and day out. It takes our thoughts and our mind off of God. It does. Absolutely. They get us wrapped up in this world and the things of the world. That's not even worth it. That's not worth it. Looking at it. This is a battle ourselves. So, And we we don't need not to love. We need to love because we can help one another. Amen. You know, millions of dollars are spent by movie makers who control our emotions and thoughts. Yes. We can be sure 
that the movie makers are not interested in preparing people for the soon return of Jesus. Their chief goal is to make money. And that's what they're doing. So we as Christians need to be preparing for the second coming of Christ. And we should think carefully before sacrificing or giving up their souls to TV and movies. Because everything, everything they make is to build to help that appetite of buying. And emotion. Yes, emotion. even the commercials are so bad. It was set up to feed that appetite of yes. buying, of having that need of wanting more, that need and desire of getting more. And you it, may it, not even think about pizza. But soon the commercial come on and go, oh, man, you know yeah, what? I think oh, I need to order that. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, that look good. Subliminal messages yes. is what they put in yes, there. Yes. And your eyes fix on it, and next thing you know, you either I've be ordering it. Mm-hmm. I've got, that's the enemy that's for the you. Enemy. That's the enemy is to feed your appetite where you will desire something, whether you need it or want it or not. You may not want it, but once you see it, bam, there it is. There it is. Exactly. You know, the mind safeguard protection. We're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Okay. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, 4, and 5. 3, 4, and 5. Okay. For though we walk live in the flesh we are not carried on our we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood but they are mighty before god for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds in as much as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. That is the mind safeguard. Yes. then God's peace will watch over our hearts and our minds because we belong to Christ Jesus. God's peace can never be completely understood. And that is true. There's a peace that you have, but you can't understand You can't understand it. Because man can't give you that peace. Oh, no. That's it's a all peace. in Christ Jesus. That's a peace no man can understand. No man know how and where it comes from. And no man can understand how he gets it. He knows where it comes from God. But he can't understand how he can get that kind of peace. It's not going to be completely understood because he don't want it to be completely understood. And you know, this is a wonderful promise. But we have to act on it in order to make it real in our lives. Amen. 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 So there are many ways that we can let down our guard over our hearts and minds. We can let our minds be polluted by TV and movies and other things in the world. Our minds might be influenced by anger, bitterness, and hate, 
unforgiveness, lust, and they may be sunken in an ocean of pleasure of bad habits. So the good news is that Jesus has promised to safeguard our minds if we let him. If we let him. If Amen. we let him. Amen. Remember that. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to play a song. We want you to keep it locked in for more reformation, thinking new, th thinking new thoughts right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Study. You're the compass for my way You're the fire and light When nights are long and cold In sadness You are the laughter That shatters all my fears When I'm all alone your hand is there to hold, hold. Jesus, you're the center.
Join us. You are listening to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Study. And we're talking about Reformation, thinking new thoughts. Well, we had read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. So when Paul says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, worldly, fleshly, but spiritual, what does he mean? What are carnal weapons? What are spiritual weapons? Well, um, remember Pete, uh, Pastor uh, Billy Graham? I used oh, to love yeah, him. Oh, yeah, I love Billy Graham. Years and years ago, I remember him. I used to listen to Billy Graham all the time. Yes, I remember him too. You know, he said, you cannot stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from nesting in, in your, your hair. <laughs> That's right. I remember that saying. Well, this means that thoughts will come into our minds. There are, there are different sights, sounds, and smells that exit certain thoughts excite certain thoughts, which is true. Different experiences encourage different emotions. We cannot always choose the thoughts that come quickly into our mind, just like we was talking about how they come and go. go. But we can choose whether we will think about them and let them control our thinking. That means meditate on them all day long. You know how when sometimes you get angry or somebody have said something, the best way to do it is let it go. Otherwise, you meditate on that and think on that all day and, and you get um, worse. Yeah, don't let it, <laughs> otherwise, don't let it control your day. Amen. Don't let it steal your joy. That's right. Don't let it control your day. That's right. You know, thus to make each thought obey Christ is to surrender our minds 
to Jesus. Carnally worldly thoughts are not removed by just wishing them away. They are driven out as the mind is filled with something else. Oh. That is All true. Right. That's why they say when you are feeling sad or you're sick or something going on, go help somebody else. Because it takes your mind off, off of who? you. It takes it off it of me. It takes it off of you. And it puts on on that particular person, uh, thing, or whatever else you're doing, it removes it from that particular thing that you're thinking about, or you feeling sad about, or you thinking about that your... that pity party uh, that yeah, we like to yeah, have. Yeah, it takes it out of your pity party and puts it on that person there that's probably in a lot more shape than you are. Absolutely. And you know the mind that is busy with positive principles of God's word is the mind that is safeguarded and kept by God's grace from the satanic Satan's tricks. Well, you know, they said, the old people say that uh, I don't mind. It's a, a devil's, devil's workshop. workshop. Very so true. So if you have an idle mind with nothing in it, the devil got plenty of room to work. Plenty. And he will go to work. Absolutely. He have himself a ball. You know, it's just like you're going on a basketball court and nobody out there but you. Oh, boy, you can have yourself a ball. Nobody <laughs> That's right. You. But if you go out there and there's 24 other players, you don't have as good a ball out there with 24 other players on the court as if you were there by yourself. That is correct. That's the way the devil is in your mind. All his tricks. And See if people, we play even more tricks when, yep, when that mind yes, is empty and yes, idle. That's right. So fill your mind with something else. Something so, positive and also be yep, around positive people. People, yeah. Don't mess with people that a lot of devils use them to confuse you. Or upset you or steal your joy because right. they do it all the time. Because people that or sit out and let the devil to use them to bring you down only opens your mind for the devil to go to work in you. That's correct. So stay away from them. So that's another one of Satan's tricks as well. That's right. So that allows him to work in you through them. So if they're not positive and they're negative and they have a negative attitude and negative thoughts, stay away from them. Because they open the door for Satan to get in you. And start the work and start the work in you. We're gonna go to uh, Philippians chapter two and verse five. Philippians chapter two and verse five say, "Let this same attitude and purpose, and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus." So, what is he saying? What does Paul mean? How is it possible for us? To have the mind of Christ. We're going to talk about that. How is it possible? You know, you know also, whatever happens to one part of the human body has some influence on all parts. That is true. The disciples, followers of Jesus, taught that physical, mental, emotional have to do with strong feelings and spiritual health for were interconnected, connected to each other and could not be separated. You know, that's something to think about. 
that mind is whatever is going on in one part of the body also can could cause problems in another part of the body. Yes. If you got a headache, well, let me put it this way. If you got a toothache, your entire head <laughs> is in pain. Your entire and body. And feeling your body is miserable. Right. Your body is miserable. <laughs> you got a headache, you got a toothache. And the whole body is miserable when you got a, a toothache or a headache. I mean, you're hurting all over. You don't feel good at all. The no, whole body is just out of it, you know? And that, that that means that one part of the body, the whole body is sick. That is true. The whole you know, body like is you sick. said, that it's this mind body relationship. Let's look in first uh, Thessalonians chapter five and verse twenty three. Okay. First Thessalonians. Okay. Chapter and, 5. And verse 3. 2023. 23. Okay. 23. There we and go. may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from your profane things, make you pure and holy, consecrated at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. That's why he said mind, body, relationship, and also let this mind be in you. It's yeah. also in Christ, in Christ. Jesus. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, the Greeks of the Bible time believed that there was a separation between our bodies and our souls, but the Bible teaches that the body and the soul are united. They are joined in human. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how can one function without the other? Yeah, it's like we said, I mean, they're interconnected. Your, your body is just the building for your soul to live in. So how can one do without Not, the other? You can't. I mean, the soul has to have something to live in. And so the body is the house for the soul. It's just like what you're saying. That is correct. If you cut off one leg, correct? Yeah. And you take that leg off, still, what does the other leg, it's, it's, that leg still think, your mind still think that that leg that's, is still there. I've right. heard people that's, say, that's right. I reach down and it's, my foot is hurting, but it's not there. Or they start to stand up and without any help or anything to support themselves on thinking that leg is still there. Because the mind is still interconnected with that's the leg that right. was cut off because or the arm. Because that's the house the soul lives in. That's why it, it says doesn't... interconnected. Right. That's right. Wow, that's something to think about. Right. You know, for the New Testament believers, physical, mental, and emotional well-being is connected to spiritual well-being. For the Apostle Paul encouraged believers to glorify or praise God in their bodies. He believed that all humans were brought, were bought with a price. And that we are not our own. Amen. To Amen that. To that. Let's go Amen. to First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. Okay. Nineteen and twenty. First Corinthians six. Okay, six, nineteen and twenty. And twenty. Okay. Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, 
whom you have received as a gift from God, you are not your own. You are brought, you are bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness, and paid for, made his own. So then, honor God and bring glory to him in your body. That's what the word said. Yeah. See, that's, that's, what, where the, that's where the Holy Spirit lives within you. That's what I just said. Your body is a home for the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's it where sure your did. Holy Spirit lives. So taking good care of our bodies have, by having a more healthful lifestyle does much more than add a few more years to our lives. So when the Holy Spirit moves out, what happens? You're dead. Yeah. You're dead. That's right. When the Holy Spirit moves out, you're dead. You're, you're In other dead. words, you know, before we find Christ, we are dead. That's what I'm saying. Amen. So, so, so you're dead. He makes us alive. That's right. Jesus, said, Jesus Christ said, I am the way, truth, and life. Right. So when the Holy Spirit moves in, you become live, living, Amen. a living soul. Amen. Because it, the Holy Spirit is there. He, he, he brings you to life. He brings you to life. He Eternal. gives you life, right? If it is done for the right reason, it can be an act of worship itself. Think about that. Now. Let me go back to that. Taking good care of our bodies by having a more healthful lifestyle, it does much more than add more years, but it is done for, if it's done for the right reason, it can be an act of worship itself. Did you not not know that? Well, yeah. Taking care of the body, keeping the body, eating the right things, drinking the right thing, getting your rest, fresh air, sunshine, all of that makes a difference. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Well, you know, the way it is now, the way men have been started, the earth. Radiation, sun. It's hard to get the fresh air we I'm, I'm need. I'm going to tell you the way it is now. The way this world went now, man, have destroyed earth. That's like you said, I will destroy those who have destroyed my earth. Because uh, uh, you have to depend on God for any good health. Well, the best thing that you can do with what is left here <laughs> is do what the best, you know, enjoy the beauty of creation that's yes, out here for yes, us to enjoy. You know, take your walks, get your exercise. Oh, yeah, get plenty of air, get plenty, plenty of air. Plenty of beautiful air out there in the uh, in the mountains or in the country. Yeah. It got filters, so well, you have country, more better air out there. Country air is better for you. There's not a lot of factories and, exactly. and, and cars and fog and, and all that stuff. You know, you take California, you don't get to see the sky out there until noon. That's true. If someone's fog, you don't clear, get to see the, the good blue sky until around noontime when all the fog is gone. You know, you got so much pollution. A city that's so full of pollution and stuff uh, that you actually don't get to get fresh air to way up in the day. Country wow. living is better. You get you get nice fresh air and everything is not as bad as uh, the city. That's why... Uh, the city life is uh, definitely better on you than living out in uh, the country. That is true. We're going to go to John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. John, John chapter 10, 10 and verse 10. 10. Okay. The thief come only in order to steal and kill and destroy. 
But I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. That is, to the full till it overflows. That is what Christ wants us to have. That's what he wants us to have. Yes, he does. That's right. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. Okay. Verse chapter 10. And verse 31. 31. Okay. So then, whether you eat or drink or whatever you may do, do all for the honor and glory of God. Amen. So Amen. there it is. The Holy Spirit does not limit itself to one part of our lives when he encourages us to grow spiritually. Well, this is because Reformation is not one-sided. No. The Spirit wants us to obey the will of Christ in every way. So God invites us to surrender the unhealthy practices for his glory. But Satan wants to control our minds through our bodies. But Jesus wants to control our bodies through our minds. Yeah, we know you must not uh, must eat healthy. You can't go out there and eat pork, pork or kidney. You know that. Alcohol or kidney. Cigarettes. You know, sickness or kidney. We know these things are bad, but we know that definitely will destroy the temple. We know those things, you know. Well, what, about, happened is, what happened with Adam and Eve? What was that? That was about what? Appetite. Yeah, appetite. This is where yeah. we're we at now. Yeah, God told them not to eat of the tree because now they know evil. Good. They only knew good at first. That's right. Now they, they ate of that tree and what happened? Now they know both good and evil. We would have been in good shape if they, if they just hadn't ate of that tree. We would have knew nothing but good. Mm -hmm. Sin would have never have came about. Mm -hmm. We'd have been in oh man, the best shape in the world. But they disobeyed and they brought about sin. And so the Lord is trying to bring, bring us back and reconcile us to him. Right. So our bodies are temples and they're not fun houses. Mm -hmm. By following heaven's principles, we can live more joy-filled, useful, and healthy lives. Yeah. You know, I'm doing street drugs, cocaine, meth, and all that. That's not good for you. You know those things about We know that. it. That's those really things, common sense. Yeah, those things like that. God is definitely telling you it's not good for you to be out there doing street drugs and things like that, alcohol and all that stuff. That stuff is definitely not good for the temple. Amen. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13, 14, and 15. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 15. Okay. You that. are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, its strength, its quality, how can its saltness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. So there are many examples that Jesus uses to describe himself and his church. And one is light. Let's look at John chapter 8, verse 12. John 8, 12. Once more, 
Jesus addressed the crowd. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light which is life. Light is life. Yes. Amen. Light. Light is life. That's the that's share. And we'll also go to John chapter 1 and verse 9. John chapter 1 verse 9 says, There it was, the true light was then coming into the world, the genuine, perfect, steadfastness light that illuminized every person. Mm. So he encouraged us to walk while you have the light. John chapter 12, we're going to go to John chapter 12 and verse 35 and 36. John chapter 12, 35, 36. So Jesus said to them, you will have the light only a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. Keep on living by it so that darkness may not overtake and overcome you. He who walks about in the dark does not know where he goes. He's drifting. While you have the light, believe in the light, have faith in it, hold on to it and rely on it, that you may become sons of the light and be filled with light. Jesus said these things, and then he went away and hid himself from them. So he said, walk while you have the light. He don't want you to be drifting. He wants you to keep on living by the light. Who is light? Jesus is light. That's right. He is life. And who, and Jesus said, I am the word. The word is me. That's right. So the word. Get in that get word. Get That's that right. light. Get in the word. And get the light. That's the light. That is the way. That's the way to the kingdom. Amen. And to know and learn that word. Learn about Jesus. Learn about what he's talking and about. On and keep walking on walking in it. in it. That's right. Get in that word. Stay in it. Walk in it. Learn it. Because that's the light. Amen. That is the light. And the goal of all revival and reformation is to let the light of Christ's love, grace, and truth shine through our lives. Light shines, but darkness does not. So Jesus has called his people to live a lifestyle different from the lifestyle of the people in the world. Jesus wants to show that his way of life is much better. So he calls or asks us to be merciful, caring, and kind in a world of selfishness and false pride. He calls us to uphold or keep high standards in a society of drunk too full with pleasure. He calls us to helpful living at a time when millions of people are dying too young from diseases due to unhealthy living. All right. So All he right. calls us to a higher standard. Right. And as we behold Christ, we become changed. Yes. Not a, not a standard to look down on people. Not a standard to uh, he criticize. said he wants to become merciful, caring, and kind right. to this selfish 
and false prideful world. That's mm -hmm. what we're living in. Not the church that we are today, that we look down, criticize, mm -hmm. condemn. Fault finding. Fault finding. Not that kind of, not that kind of church. No, you don't want to be that kind of church. That's the kind of church he's calling us out of now. Amen. He don't want us to be that kind of church. He wants us to be the church that is loving, kind, caring. That's right. Okay? Forgiving. But as Our you church, become, become in his word and stay in his word, you become changed. That's right. He wants you to be a church of a church of light that will bring people and show people the way to Jesus. Amen. That's the kind of church you want to to be a light, not a church that people can't see him. That is right. So we want to thank you so much for joining us right here on LPJ sixty four with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing where we talked about reformation. And thinking new thoughts. We're going to play a song, come back with closing comments, prayer, and email address. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64. We're living in a time where everybody is struggling for their lives. They're stressed. They're depressed. But with the power invested in me, I came to speak life over. I speak blessings of health, blessings of peace to my brothers and sisters all around the world, especially those in South Africa struggling with AIDS, in Brazil, the States. I speak life, you're gonna live, oh my brother, my sister. I speak life, you are the head and not the tail, you will prevail. I speak life, don't give up the fight for your life, you shall live and not die. Let's not lose another person to a senseless death. Substance abuse, gang violence, suicide because of low self-esteem. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Speak life over yourself and those you love. Tell me, sing
Amen. That's my man, Donald. Lawrence. I speak. I speak life. Amen. 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 And we all Amen. need to be speaking life to our brothers and to our sisters by what we talked about today. Yes. So, once again, thank you for joining us. In our closing comments, it is the special honor of every soul to share with the world the treasures of God's grace and the riches of Christ. There is nothing that Christ wants more than for his people to represent the world to the world, his spirit and character. There is nothing that the world needs more than the perfect example of a Savior love for all humans. All heaven is waiting for God's people to be ready to receive the holy oil of joy and blessings. Amen. Amen. Of joy and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what God is all of joy and blessings. He's waiting on that. So come down off your pride and come down off your self-pride and get that holy oil. That's right. All right. Now we have prayer. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help, we humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing, and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else, while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. <clears throat> and remember, we come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. We thank you so much for joining us. And also, if you have Bible questions or you need prayer, you can email us at robtgina50 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us and have a blessed night. Good night.